Rachel Needle from Talking With Tech. And I'm Chris Bouguet from Talking With Tech. We have a podcast dedicated to augmentative and alternative communication, all things related to helping kids with complex communication needs. If you have a passion for helping people with language disabilities, this is the show for you. Each episode features an interview or a roundtable discussion on a topic related to augmentative communication and helping people with language disabilities. And we're really passionate about giving practical strategies to clinicians working in the field who are working with children or adults, anything related to AAC. So you can look us up on iTunes or you can find us on Facebook. We've got a group over there or check out our website at bit.ly slash TWT podcast. Please join our community of professionals that are working to ensure that everyone can say whatever they want to say, however they want to say it. The views and opinions expressed during this show do not necessarily reflect like the, the policy or position of any affiliated workplace or employer. The views and opinions of the show do not constitute recommendations for therapy. Please, Please contact, contact a licensed SLP for individual consult on your situation. Please listen carefully. What is communication? An essential behavior of life. We have the both blessing and responsibility of trying to foster another. It's transmitting a thought from one person to another. It's the strongest way for two people to convey information to each other. The back and forth between two people. Communication is a lifeline. It's just connection with other people. Connecting people in terms of ideas or thoughts or needs. Draws us out of ourselves, draws us into that relationship, you know, builds up our families. Without it, we'd be lost. Whatever it is that we do to express intent and achieve an impact. Communication is the ability to express your needs, wants, frustrations, and desires to anyone that you feel needs to have that information. Welcome to Speech Science episode number 129. I'm Matt Hot. Michael McLeod is somewhere in traffic in Philadelphia, but joining us from her iPad because her laptop decided to update finally is michelle wintering <laughs> how's it going matt michelle how many times did you hit a uh, delay update on that i on that computer i mean i don't know because i did it many times every time i used the computer over the last two weeks and i think it finally caught up with me and said no you have to update <laughs> You've ran out of delay the update buttons. So yep. <laughs> that explains why the audio may sound just a little bit different on tonight's episode, but that's okay. We're bringing you a fun, slightly abbreviated episode as well. But of course, we want to hear from you before we talk elections and a special uh, a digital 5K. We want to hear from you. So head over to our website, speechsciencepodcast.com. And from there, you can email us, speechsciencepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on the Twitters and the hashtag SSPod. We'll also get you hooked up with us on Facebook and the Instagram pages. And if you have a cell phone, you can call us or text message us. It is 614-681-1798. And you can be like this person who sent us a text message. Michelle, are you ready for the text message we got? Do tell. Go is ahead. That, I'm assuming it's a she because I assume everyone in our field is a female, except, except for Michael, for me, <laughs> Ivan, Chandru, and Lucas. So if you're not related to the show, I assume you're a female. Hey, hey, Speech Science. I was in ABA tech for two years. This is back to our ABA uh, show uh, back on October 15th. Um, I was in ABA tech for two years, but I'm studying speech therapy now. 
I think whatever ABA I promoted was considered bad, even as I was training in the program two years ago. So I have no explanation for their actions. Uh, if you remember the ABA episode where we spoke about ABA International and the school up in the Northeast Ohio or Northeast America uh, uh, talked about the shock therapy, I believe. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. Um, they go on to say, I feel ABA has given me a lot of hands-on experience of actually working with a child. And I do feel like they need more attention than sometimes that speech therapy can give. They need more positive reinforcement for correct speech and more practice with it. That's where we come in, uh, speech therapists. There's definitely more room for abuse though because of the amount of time you spend with a child. And I think those cases are far and few between. However, they make the news. I asked her, do you think it's more of an old guard or new guard training thing? Again, through text message. And they said, I don't know about the new or old guard, but I definitely think there's bad apples in this field and every field. It may facilitate it, though, uh, though more because of the amount of time spent together. It's terrible that there are people like that in the world. Thank you for the reply. So thank you for listening. And you can text message us, 614-681-1798. And that was someone who had worked in ABA, right? Yep, they were in ABA tech, and now they're uh, studying for speech therapy. Okay, cool. Well, also, thank you for writing in. Yeah, we love to hear from you. This show does not help you study for the praxis, though. I know. I, I feel like maybe <laughs> maybe we should put something out on that. We should do a pra <laughs> a praxis episode. We but, should do a trivia one, a praxis trivia episode. Do you know? So I remember this that and on see my how we do. <laughs> Uh, my, we could get some grad students to come on and do it as a real review. They would beat us so badly. Oh, yeah, they would, but I still think it would be great. <laughs> my clinical opinion is better than your book knowledge. Sit down, 22-year-old. <laughs> hey, I do have a shout-out. Yeah, I told on. you I didn't, but I oh, actually yeah, yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So um, SLP's shout-out is to the people working on the audiology and speech language pathology interstate compact Ooh, yes um, getting more signatures i know one of the people whose name always comes up with this is leslie edwards gaither mm -hmm. and she's also also a military spouse um, but she had sent out to people on this listserv interested in uh, more information about this that at the most recent asha board of directors meeting the update is that in 2020, 12 states introduced bills to adopt the compact and five states have enacted the legislation. So those states right now that are already confirmed that are, have actually taken action on it, right? Mm -hmm. North Carolina, Oklahoma, Utah, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Um, and at the time of this meeting that they had, the state of Louisiana is in a special session and considering it. What? Um, so... I mean, that's moving along. We need 10 for it to become a thing. And I hope that it's one of those ripple effects that once you get that 10, more and more will jump right on. I and think that'll work. That, that's how that works. I mean, I know here yeah. in the Ohio, Indiana and Kentucky area, I know uh, a couple of the state associations have already discussed it. Um, so it, it's moving on where it's moving on to. I saw an interesting mm -hmm. conversation, and by the way, hashtag SS Pod shout out if you want to shout out somebody that's doing something awesome, or you can also email us speech science podcast at gmail.com. But I saw something interesting on the the Facebooks talking about the interstate compact, and they said how the home state, the, these two SLPs, home states were New York and California. They doubt that those two states will ever ratify 
an interstate compact. And I believe that California actually shut down or denied signing a interstate compact for the nursing uh, just because they like keeping their, you know, their rules, their, their way. Interesting. And here's why an interstate compact sounds good. You're sitting there at home going, I don't travel. I don't, I'm not in the military. My husband's not and my husband or wife is not in the military. I'm not going to be traveling from state to state. Michelle, I have a real, not fake hypothetical situation for you. Okay. Let's say you live in Cincinnati or I'm sorry, let's say you work in Cincinnati, but -hmm. you live across the border in Indiana or Kentucky. Yep. When we all go digital because we are almost purple in the Hamilton County area and we are all working from home, guess who can't do therapy? Yep. Because the Kentucky, same is true. Yep. I live right now. I oh, mean, that's Kansas right. City. Your Kansas is, and Missouri is split between Missouri and Kansas, right? And I am I am in Kansas, but I'm five minutes from Missouri. <laughs> That was the thing that I had not even thought of. Cause like I hear the interstate compact and go, I'm not going to work in another state. I mean, I mm-hmm. want it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to vote against it. I'm not going to tell anyone not to accept it, but I'm like, oh, I feel terrible for you, Michelle, working in 25 States in the last five years. Um, <laughs> facetiously, you're only at like 10, but like, whatever. <laughs> no, but like, you know, I look at it and I go, Oh, that that's terrible. But like it, 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 it you know, it's a small mm-hmm. percentage of our field. Yeah. But then you think about like how many people, you know, live across the border from where they mm-hmm. work. Yeah. And I think this being able, important. especially the border of states, but being mm-hmm. able to provide services, you know, when you have to say you have a clinic right on the, the Missouri, Kansas City yes. side, and you can't treat kids. Who, oh, yeah, because they stay home. Right. And so, I mean, you wouldn't be able to treat. Oh, I never thought of I that. mean, so that's the kind of stuff that you could get into a sticky situation. Like, can I treat this patient? Because they actually live in Kansas. Um, even though, you know, I was seeing them in person in my clinic, but now they live on the Kansas side of the border. Huh. I never thought of that. Exactly. So uh, I think it could be beneficial just to allow us to have less barriers to service. And just to kind of give an idea, everyone's like, why doesn't ASHA do anything more about this? This is really outside of ASHA's purview. Like they're pushing for it, but it's the Mm -hmm. state boards, not even the state associations. It's your licensing board that determines if they accept this or Mm -hmm. not. But I mean, you need to write to legislators. Like you need to write to your your local and state government and say, this is why um, this is important, you know? how it impacts you. Michelle, you and I went to the same grad school. I remember yes, attending I remember attending a like an open house for Ohio U and they talked about one of the perks of getting your license in Ohio was the reciprocity was in almost every state. I I think I think at the time so- when I remember this because I was looking to go out of state. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So am I wrong? Like, um, I remember they said it was like 48 or 49 states at the time we were good well, to go. And there was only like would, one state that had something wonky. Mm-hmm. It, meaning that the, the requirements that we were meeting through our grad program mm-hmm. and to be licensed in the state of Ohio met or superseded requirements in all those other states. Correct. So, um, 
you're saying reciprocity, it means that you still have to pay money and apply and yes. um, all those other things, but that you shouldn't have to do extra coursework or, um, you know, testing and things. Real story. I'm talking to SLPs that have been licensed in, Pen in Pennsylvania and in Ohio, we have that mandatory school part, right? Where we well, have to do the externship. Yeah. Pennsylvania does not, mm. or at least they didn't when these folks graduated. So gotcha. they've got to take some extra courses to get their school licensure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What a cool contact or concept, like mm -hmm. making it so. See, we didn't even plan on talking this long about it and it turned into a topic. Look now I got to change the write-up that I already wrote for the show. Oh, no. no. People at home will have no idea what it is because it will be changed before you read it. All right. So our only topic that we were going to talk about today was because when this airs, this will drop on Wednesday the 29th. So, Michelle, happy Halloween, by the way, by the time the, this weekend ends. Happy but, Halloween. Thank you. I love Halloween. I got a skeleton in a tree outside right now. <laughs> it's climbing and he's holding his candy bucket and a dinosaur skeleton is chasing him up the tree so. i just bought a pvc pipe to drop candy down to hand oh, out candy this weekend okay so before, from a safe distance so i hate to be that person we are doing we are not giving out candy this year okay we, we have a newborn at home so i don't want people yeah. coming to my door we're going to hit a few neighbors that mm -hmm. we know and trust but during the day we're inviting my nephew over and they're doing like a candy uh candy search in the backyard like an easter egg hunt but yeah. a halloween but candy i think hunt. we're trying to if they come in from amazon we ordered the uh, pumpkin cases there are oh, easter nice. eggs but in the shape of little pumpkins so that's great i love it but something even scarier than halloween we won't have an episode between now and november 3rd and michelle what happens on november 3rd election day election day and there's this Cool little article from the advisoryboard.com. Advisory asks, uh, when do Americans with dementia have the capacity to vote? And I thought this would be a nice little uh, brief topic that we can chit chat about. And uh, this is something I never actually thought of. Like, do our patients that we see that have stroke or dementia have the capacity to vote? And I know you read the article already, Michelle, but... Before you read the article, where would you have stood on that one? You know, I'm, I'm with you that I had not thought of this before. Okay. But my initial thought would be they, they should have the opportunity to vote just like anyone with a disability. Okay. See, and I didn't know where I was thinking. I was kind of like, huh, I wonder if, because like my brain automatically went to, you know, is it when they have a power of attorney? Can a power of attorney say they can or cannot vote? Is it when they have, you know, because of the medical situations, they have to have somebody else make the decisions for them. And I'll be honest, mm -hmm. I was surprised when the article said that, you, like you, like you thought, Michelle, uh, as long as they are physically able to vote, they can vote. Yeah. And you, there was a quote in here you really liked. Well, it's interesting you said physically able because even people who are like aren't there supports for that like can't you ask for assistance that's true and i the and physical I, side I, of voting i think i misspoke physically i meant i guess as long as you are awake and have a desire and, to and vote. have a desire to vote like because right. i was because i was trying to reward that because like yeah you can use eye gaze you can point you can get 
get uh, through the American Disability Act, uh, ADA support. But there was a quote you really liked in this one. Um, I, I lost it on the iPad here. Do you have, do you have the part I was just talking about? Uh, but, um, the, the one I liked was where they said, um, you know, if they want to do a write-in, I have their, put, I have yeah. the, the quote pulled up or do you have it? Go ahead. It says, yeah, ask them ahead. their choices and see if they answer. If they do, they vote. And that means they vote with whatever answer they provide. If they tell you they want to vote for Franklin Delano Roosevelt, you write in FDR. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, you and they also find- above that mentioned that the patient's ballots can be submitted incomplete, which is important to note too, because anyone can mm-hmm. submit a quote incomplete ballot. You don't have to vote for every single line. Uh, it says you may find it disturbing to write in someone odd, but let people do that, particularly because there are no standards that stop voters without cognitive conditions from writing in random or fictitious candidates or from simply selecting candidates on the ballot at random. So I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm super curious. Now I want to go look up, maybe we can add this in post-election if I do a little research on it, but um, you know, what supports are there for, for voting for people with various disabilities? Uh, the quick Google search says the U.S. Uh, election committee. Uh Okay, this was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I, I do remember working at a school for the deaf and the blind that had individuals up to age 21, right? That um, they would do little sessions and part of their classes would include during election, especially a presidential election time, would include you know helping them register to vote and um, where they could go. Because Colorado is... Um, mostly it has been for years an absentee state like my whole time in Colorado I never voted in person oh really and yeah they just mailed it to you every time oh, which true. um which was actually great because I didn't miss the local elections like sometimes you just kind of miss when they're going on if you're yeah, not I up totally, to date on it I totally beefed on the last election in like 2019 that we had yeah. in my area I was like what we voted what Yep. So it would, it just shows up at your door and they even now have tracking on it in Colorado where they'll send you a text to say it has been received and accounted for, um, which is kind of cool. But uh, point being, I do know for, uh, for blind individuals, there is, there are in-person options. So get this, uh, according to the EAC.gov, which is the election assistance commission, uh, it says that, um, they need to have uh, chairs available for all voters with disability. Poll workers and greeters should check to identify any disabilities. Um, and they are to use any adaptations that, they, that are budget friendly to make voting possible. So there, there you, you go. go. That's kind of cool. Awesome. So. If you have any opinions on on voting or you want to talk about what happened in your voting situation, head over to our website, speechsciencepodcast.com, or you can email us speechsciencepodcast at gmail.com or hashtag it up, hashtag SSPod or phone call or text message 614-681-1798. Now, Michelle, we did say today was a special episode 
And our special episode has already been the same length as our normal episodes. But I'm excited because what interview did you bring to the table for us today? So if you listened to last week's episode, you heard us do a shout out to Sandy Dorsey and the team from an organization called Smiles for Speech. You can find out more at smilesforspeech.org. And I had a quick opportunity last Friday to sit down with her and record a 15, 20 minute interview about a, an event, an exciting event that's going on right now. So when this airs and when you're listening to it, hopefully soon after it airs, <laughs> then uh, the window for this 5K is, um, let me make sure I get it right. Oh, it's the day after Halloween, November 1st. Yeah, it goes until November 1st. So it started on the 24th of October and it goes till November 1st. And this is a full on 5K. Like you can report your times and everything, but I love they have multiple categories and I talk about it more with Sandy on our, um, on our interview. Uh, but it's the anything goes category where you can bike, swim, I mean, dance, skip, hop, awesome. crawl, nobody cares. <laughs> um, or uh, also the running and then of course the walking. And uh, this is to raise awareness for uh, what their mission is, which is improving the lives of children in impoverished countries in a sustainable manner so that they can express themselves and live life to their full potential, which I think as speech pathologists, we can all agree with that. Perfect. You're, that'll be right after the break. You're listening to Speech Science. Hi, I'm Mei-Ling Chan. And I'm Martin Sibley. And we are the hosts of the Exceptional Leaders Podcast, where we spotlight high-profile topics and amazing people who are changing the worldview on disability. Even though we are oceans apart, we are bringing people from all over the world together to discuss inclusion, advocacy, accessibility, and real-life journeys. So listen to the Exceptional Leaders Podcast to hear the voices and stories from amazing changemakers and be inspired to make a real difference in the world. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back to Speech Science. This is Michelle Wintering, and today on this lovely, cold here at least, I'm not sure how New York City is, uh, but on this lovely cold Kansas Friday evening, I have the great chance to sit down and talk to Sandy. Sandy Dorsey, did I say that correct? Oh, goodness. Did we freeze? We did. Okay. I hope I didn't lose you already. But um, all right. I think I got you. <laughs> uh, and she is the founder of an organization called Smiles for Speech. And so I want her to introduce herself. She's an SLP herself. And tell us, tell us, Sandy, tell us about who you are and what you do as an SLP. And then, of course, about Smiles for Speech. Sure. Thank you for having me. This is fantastic. Um, so I have been a speech language pathologist for close to 25 years. So I've worked in pretty much every setting from early intervention to 
new nursing home. So I always say my youngest client was a four day old baby at the hospital and my oldest 102. So I pretty much work with the whole range. The true lifespan. Age-wise, right, the full lifespan. And three years ago, I decided that I not only wanted to, after you know, 25 years of working with all different kinds of people, um, mostly in underserved communities, because that has always been my passion and where I feel that I can make the most impact. Um, I started Smiles for Speech to help children across the world that have limited or no access to therapy and intervention. So our first trip was to Cuba and it was me and an occupational therapist and we had planned to actually take items to help families in Cuba in general. But then it just, you know, that spark was there to say that not only can we take these you know, things like toothbrushes and that kind of thing, but actually offer services to children and families a lot that were homebound. And um, and then it took off from there. And we traveled to Peru and to Jamaica and to Ghana. And then it branched off into, you know, mentorship. And we're now starting libraries and a sensory, two sensory gyms an audiology clinic. So it's, it just keeps, it continues to grow. So mm -hmm. the more that, the, the greater that the community grows, then we're able to offer more to these families. So and you, it's been an exciting journey. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking of all the places you just mentioned in three years of what Smiles for Speech has already accomplished. Um, do you all return to the same locations? You mentioned several different countries already that you partner with, but um, tell me do. more. Yes, we do. So the program in, well, there, there's two that we will be um, working in a very tightly knit kind of way. And that is for the University of Health and Allied Sciences. So we are mentoring students there. We're offering, you know, professional development and workshops. We are, we just donated over 500 books and laptops, therapy materials. They have the largest group of speech students. They have 65. So- And where, where is this located, I'm sorry? This is in Ghana. In Ghana, okay. So a rural area in Ghana called Ho Ghana. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that program, and we were planning on traveling to Kenya in April, and we didn't get to, you know, due to COVID, but of they course. are actually, yeah, are, we will definitely, you know, return when things are, you know, improve. But the workshops that we're doing there and, mailing the materials so if we can't bring the materials in person then we're mailing the materials and then doing the workshops by zoom or whatsapp so that will be a very strong ongoing partnership and one of the reasons that i want to do this race that's coming up is to be benefit the moy university teaching and referral hospital and this is a hospital that's in it's seven hours 
from Nairobi. There are two speech therapists there that are pretty much, you know, responsible for that entire region. Children are waiting months to be seen just the one time. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have resources there. So we really want to help build out their speech department, their occupational therapy department. They said they have one therapy ball for all of the children that come through the center, the hospital. So those are the two programs that are really rich programs that we, you know, every day are working with them to figure out how we can support and sustain the work that we're doing Mm -hmm. and partner with people in those countries which is a beautiful way to do it um so you mentioned of course the 5k which is how i got connected with sandy (laughs) this past week to do the quick interview here um was through a friend of a mutual friend of ours ellen Mm -hmm. ferguson who's also a speech language pathologist who's worked in many settings and um, i know that she's helping with the some coordinating for the the virtual 5k so tell us about the virtual 5k (laughs) okay so the virtual 5k actually came about because we were planning on doing a race in kenya and there were going to be over 400 kenyan runners and it was for you know awareness to increase awareness of autism is how that one started so this one is the race for inclusion and you know we want all people of all abilities to be included and in some countries and the ones that we've worked with so far you know there's a stigma attached to having special needs or disabilities of any kinds the families are oftentimes shunned or the child may have to stay in the back of the home and they don't have the resources for the child to be able to go to school a lot of times, you know, they don't have schools for these children and it impacts the entire family. So this race is really to support the programs that we work with, to encourage families, you know, here and abroad to accept and embrace the concept of inclusion. And we hear it a lot here, but in other countries, that's not always the norm. Mm -hmm. So we're doing this race here. And of course, our families in, in Africa and the Caribbean and all of the other countries that join us for our workshops. We had nine countries represented on our first workshop. Zambia, South Africa, Senegal, India. I just saw um, Pakistan was on the list. So we want to reach as far as we can to to encourage, you know, inclusion, and that's what the race is about, and 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 really building out a global community. So that awareness about speech therapy and occupational therapy there. There are families in villages of Kenya that don't know what it is. And they just think that this is the way their child is born and this is the way the child has to be forever. And, you know, we have to increase that awareness to say there are these services and then hopefully governments and communities can help to fight for having more of these resources. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so the the dates of the 5K, because I know it's a virtual event throughout the week, right? Right. right. Uh, and so a lot. But, any any funds raised are going to support the programs and the the resources and the training at the two sites, so Ghana and Kenya. Exactly. Um, and education, of course. And um, so what are the dates again for people to register? Because this will air for those listening. This is going to air next week in the middle of the ongoing virtual 5K. But it starts tomorrow, I believe, on the 20th. It It starts tomorrow and it runs all the way through November 1st. And we have giveaways every single day of the race. We've had so much support from our SLP community and it's just amazing. I mean, we have about 15 digital therapy resources that will be in the digital swag bag as well. And then Michelle Garcia winner, she sponsored the race and the first five, the first hundred, <laughs> the first hundred people will receive one of her social detective books. And it's, you know, it's going to be amazing. October 24th, tomorrow through November 1st, however you want to do it, you can run, walk, you can bike, you can get on the treadmill, you can skip, hop, dance. We just want it to be fun. And for people to just, you know, during times like these, really have fun, you know, think about that self-care that we all need and be helping people and, and children that need us in countries that don't have access to resources i liked the 5k anything goes i think was one of the spots you could sign anything up goes. yeah skip hop run swim bike doesn't <laughs> matter just get the get the movement in and, exactly. and do it for a good cause um and if you're like me and you're hearing more about smiles for speech and thinking gosh, how do I find out about this or how can I contribute or get involved in addition to just this virtual 5K? Where should they go to find that information? So we are at smilesforspeech.org and our email is hello at smilesforspeech.org. So you can reach out to us and if you want to be part of our workshops, if you have any materials that you'd like to make, another initiative that we're going to have is creating materials that are country specific and so that we can make sure that we're using materials that are appropriate. We have more to come in 2021. I'll share that with you another time. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun with this race. And email us, and then we're at Smiles for Speech on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You guys have we're a very active Instagram. We yeah. can catch some of your posts on there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much where it started because all of our team members came through Instagram. So, you know, in that way, social media has really been a beautiful thing because we're able to find this community you know that wants to to help children in need mm, that's that's wonderful um, and then i'll i'll read here i've got an email if you have questions about the 5k you can reach out to our mutual friend ellen at um, sfs virtual 5k so that's smiles for speech initials ss 
fs virtual 5k at gmail.com oh goodness trying to say that over just my voice it's not written out um and then it looks like the last yeah. day that you can register and, and post your time <laughs> is all the way through the end of that virtual 5k window so till the first of november and um i saw because i watched i just watched your live sandy uh the medals look pretty awesome oh. too so if you're one of those people who's like oh, oh yeah i can do this because i want the medal or the shirt <laughs> there's a pretty cool medal you can get out of this too i'm glad you like it yeah uh, <laughs> anything else that you want people to know or uh, we've got their website and i'll put it in the show notes too so that they can um, link in and get registered. I know you can also search Smiles for Speech on Facebook and the 5k information mm -hmm. is there as well with links to register. Mm -hmm. and, yes and the site to the race is bit.ly sfs race for inclusion so okay. you can go directly there for the race. Great well and I think maybe we should just have you or some of your team members back on to tell us more about Smiles for Speech in general sometime. Or sure. about our next trip or maybe that. on the back end of it, we can we can reach out and have you have you come on air. I would love that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, hopefully we'll get some more runners for you halfway through this virtual 5K and um, support thank all the work you. that Smiles for Speech is doing. and. Um, you know, support the people that many of us became speech pathologists to, to serve. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to Speech Science episode number 129. I'm Matt Hott, joined by Michelle Wintering. Hi, Matt. And Michael McLeod is still probably stuck in Philadelphia traffic on the way home <laughs> man <laughs> have you ever been in any have you ever done any 5ks oh yeah definitely more really? than i can count yeah i've uh i signed up for my very first 5k and i may sign up for this uh smiles for speech one now because it's a virtual one mm -hmm. um yep. i have to go and double check online do i have to complete it by november 1st or just sign up by november 1st Oh, you're going to have to double check on that. I don't know the answers. I think if you want to be considered for the, um, for like the prizes, mm -hmm. then you probably have to submit a time by November 1st. Oh yeah. I'm not going to be done with 5k by Sunday. Um, but do check out their website, <laughs> website and the Facebook page that we'll link to because, yeah. um, they have giveaways and like big giveaways all week. Yep. With this. It is uh, smilesforspeech.org and that'll be linked below. And also, yes, you have to upload your times and photos before between now and November 1st. There you go. Yep. So, and now I'm sure if you want to register and you need to complete it on November 2nd and that you're not submitting your times, you can do that too. Oh, it's only 12 so. and a half laps on a track. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. Cause uh, a track, it's a 3.1 oh. 3. 3. miles is a 5K. So they've got three categories. So you talked about the 5K run walk, the 5K anything yep. goes. And my favorite, the support from your couch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that so works too. Maybe that'll be the one that I do before November 1st. Holding your, your new baby. <laughs> Holding my baby. Mm -hmm. And while my four-year-old and my seven-year-old <laughs> climb all over me. Oh, 
Just put a tracker on your seven-year-old or your four-year-old. Michael, go run around the house. Let's see how many laps it takes till you get the 5K. (laughs) That'd be forever. Actually, I don't think it would take that long with kids. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Michelle, how has therapy been going for? Are you doing any? Are you getting licensed yet out there, or? Um, It is on hold right now, but I'll let you know. Because of COVID. No, because uh, of having to move twice. Yeah, no, I figured that. I didn't know if you're doing that yet or if you are just trying to hold on to the family as everybody moves. You're not moving again, are you? In about... Well, yeah, like eight months. A matter or so. of months. Yeah. yeah. Okay, just you didn't find any random holes in the wall that... No, we're, we're doing great. demons are going to fly out of or something. It might be haunted. I don't know. <laughs> For but me, it, it doesn't have mold, so we're good. I, I I have to give a shout out before we do our wrap up here to the SLP toolkit. They are we are not being paid by them for any advertising. They have their own podcast, by the way. I don't know what their show is. And I think you're going to be doing an interview with them at some point, right, Michelle? Yep, in the next month here. But I have so last year I bought SLP toolkit literally the week before all hell broke loose in Ohio and all the schools shut down for the school year. So I didn't get to use it at all. I didn't get to put in any kids' names. Like I'd put in a test run. Uh, So I've been using it now for about a month since I returned from daddy leave. And oh my God, it is what I wanted in data tracking software. It is so nice. That's awesome. My only, I feel like the squeaky wheel because I'll email them and I'm like, hey, can you do this? Can you fix that? Like, there's a part of it where it like rounds down to the nearest whole number for things. <laughs> so it's like, oh, like my average doesn't quite seem like what I want it to be. And of course, it's just me that would be worried about that. But yeah. I'm loving it, man. I'm loving having a digital toolkit or a digital uh, di- digital data tracker, I should say. Well, I'm looking forward to the interview so I can tell you all about it even Please. More. Like I am such a nerd. It's like my Disney right now. So uh, nothing is nothing is Disney to you. No, Come on. That is true. I'm I'm going in 22 and 25. Four. Okay. 22 in Disney World with the little princess. And then 24, we're going out to Disneyland to see the Avengers Academy and do all that fun stuff. I've never been to Disneyland. Me neither, but in 2024, I will be. (laughs) But we will be back next week for episode number 130, which is awesome. Uh, Michael McLeod hopefully will be out of traffic. But between now and then, Michelle, what are you going to be doing for uh, the next week to keep yourself busy? Non-therapy, non-speech related. What are you doing that's kind of fun? Well, of course, we have Halloween this weekend, and I oh, told yeah. you about my PVC <laughs> my my PVC pipe to shoot candy down into the bags of the trick or treaters. And I think we discussed this maybe last Halloween, but I'm going to bring it up again because it came up with new friends here. <laughs> that um, uh, Matt, you being from Ohio, you know the term beggars night. No, no. You don't? No, I remember this this conversation from last year, but like we never did Baker's Night. Like that's not a, I don't think that's a Cincy thing. I think that's a Columbus thing. I know it's parts of Ohio for sure. Um, And Columbus being one of them where I grew up, but um, I didn't until I was an adult and I moved out of the state of Ohio and I asked someone, 
when is beggars night? And they looked at me like I had two heads. And I said, <laughs> what is beggars night? And I said, well, when we go, tr- when kids go trick or treating, and they're like, it's on Halloween. Like it always is. And we don't call it beggars night. <laughs> we call it trick or treat. And um, beggars night would be whatever night that trick or treating happened, which wasn't always Halloween. It was often right. Like the Friday, if it wasn't on a Saturday like this year, it was on the Friday or the Saturday around it. And the best part was that if you lived by, you know, suburb lines in the Mm -hmm, city mm -hmm. and other multiple little towns, they often had trick or treat on different nights. So you could, you could trick or treat a couple nights. So we did have that growing up, but we didn't call it beggars night. We just called it Halloween. So yeah, no, I do remember that though. Like there were like, different neighborhoods had different nights Mm -hmm. and if you were lucky because like my neighborhood always did it on halloween i just want somebody to write in and tell me i'm not totally nuts speechsciencepodcast.com speechsciencepodcast.gmail.com 614-681-1798 michelle like you i will be doing the halloween thing what are your son's costumes so my son my oldest was Black Panther last year, but when he found out uh, Cedric Bozeman passed away, he asked to be Black Panther again this year. So he wants to be Black Panther. And my middle kid now, I have to say that my middle kid, uh, he wants to be a mummy and I'm pretty sure he just wants to wrap himself in toilet paper. Uh, But (laughs) evidently he's got a cool mummy costume that I'm not allowed to see till Halloween. So that's fantastic. And I want to share this. We played this on the air four years ago or three years ago. It's one of my all-time favorite Halloween songs, and we can only play a short clip of it. But have you ever heard of Slash Street Boys, Michelle? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, you on fire <laughs> and a light. Oh, I'll have that whole link down in the oh, show man. notes. I've never seen this. I'll kill you that way, in case you ever needed the uh, <laughs> monsters from every haunted movie in their own boy band that link will be below in the man i never knew what i was missing out on oh michelle i watch borat too as well just so you know uh funny uh definitely way over the top yeah of course i would expect that Our opening music tonight was Please Listen Carefully by Jazard License Under an Attribution Share Alike License. Our bump music was the County Fair Rock copyright of John Deku. Find his music at soundcloud.com slash dirtdogmusic. Our uh, closing music tonight is The Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod. It's licensed under a Creative Commons license. And Slash Street Boys is provided by the Merkins in written permission received via email a couple years ago. So I'm going to say that that still counts. And we are always open that if you make music or know somebody that makes music and you want to submit something, we're more than welcome to play it. And if we like it, we'll use it in our show and we'll credit it back to you. 
Ooh, ooh. A- AKA, we want some free stuff. <laughs> also, uh, this week at merchandise.speechsciencepodcast.com, our our swag shop should be up. Yeah. Yeah, we just got the official approval. So merchandise.speechsciencepodcast.com will take you over. I believe that's through Teespring or something like that. I don't know. Teespring. But, I think but we is. will have shirts and maybe a mug and a notebook. Those are the things, and a hoodie. Those are the things that I'm going to buy. So I'm definitely going to make them so that I can buy them. But we just got official approval. So, Woo! We got swag. All right, for Michelle Wintering, Michael McLeod, who's not here, I'm Matt Hot. Until next week, so long, everybody. Bye. Science is edited and produced by MWH Production. Please follow Speech Science on Twitter at SpeechSciencePC and like our page on Facebook. For more original podcasts, please visit ExceptionalEd.com and rate and subscribe to our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts.